0: Ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24 hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer. As a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Sherman, an ultra runner based in Sydney, Australia. I recently participated in Isabel's Goal and Habit Setting webinar and found this to be extremely beneficial. Isabel's approach to creating goals was logical and provided some real strategies and just simple action steps to create really meaningful goals and habits to support achieving these goals. I really enjoyed the interactive nature of the workshop and will definitely be using this approach to refine not only my running goals for 2023, but all of my goals in the future. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm saying us because if you're not watching this on YouTube, which you can watch all of the podcasts, you will not know that right next to me is Ron.
2: Yes, hello, here I am.
1: Here he is indeed, just a disembodied voice (laughs) to you who is listening through headphones. But we are truly sitting here in the backyard um, on Sunday afternoon after getting home from hut to hut Drinking a glass of wine because what else is there to do in this beautiful weather? And um, excuse me while I have a sip, which definitely makes for great podcasting. <laughs> um. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So, so the weekend it's been a big weekend.
2: Yes, yes. we've um just got home and un- unpacked from um a bit be- very busy weekend, um up at, up to hut, um which incorporates that the Archie and the Bella. Um, although we, really, we were only working on the hut, the hut race. Yes.
1: So we were there in a volunteer capacity. We were not racing. We were
2: sweeping. Oh, we were sweeping, yes.
1: And we swept the last section, which we thought was 30 k's, but it really was only 27. Yeah,
2: that's and right. Max.
0: max
1: 27. Yeah, yeah from, it just felt like 50. <laughs> um, from um, King's Hut all the way up to Buller Summit, then to the finish line. So lots of climbing, like in the first 7K up to Kings uh, Craig's. Why do I keep calling King's hut Craig's hut? Bloody Too many bloody huts. Yes. Um, that was uh, It
2: was, I think, around 700. Yeah, which was yeah.
1: at 7Ks. I thought it was more yeah. than that. But basically for 26 ks each, we would get 1,700 metres yeah. climbing, which that's pretty solid.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And here we are whinging and everyone else had done, you know. <laughs> 70 odd k's
2: before yeah that's right
1: but it well, still it's hard yeah, no. It?
2: <laughs> no we um it went well you know we both got through it pretty unscathed
1: yeah and and um so the friday night you know we drove up friday afternoon settled it well settled into the room put our shit in the room and went off yeah drove down after all that driving drove down to king's hut and started sweeping at 9.30. Yeah. We were meant to start at 9.
2: That's right. Um, we were supposed to start at 9 o'clock, but there'd been a few um, course closures due to lightning protocol. Um, at about 6 o'clock in the afternoon or evening, um, a storm cell came through and um, set down a lot of lightning on the course.
1: And supposedly it was quite, you know, there was uh, the temperature dropped by 15 degrees. Yeah. Um, within 10 or 15 minutes yeah. um, there was rain like supposedly at um, headquarters the rain was torrential there was hail in some spots one of the other sweeps in another section was saying how frightening the yeah. um lightning was and we're down at king's going why have we stopped the course it's like yeah. tiny bit of rain we can hear <laughs> some rumbles what's
2: the problem yeah we were, we were very well we were
1: very protected,
2: protected from it we got yeah, a, a light spattering of rain. um mm-hmm. Really, barely even enough. Like people were still wandering around doing stuff
1: in their shorts know, like, and t-shirts. Yeah,
2: t-shirt. yeah. It wasn't.
1: It was still it warm there. Yeah. Drop there. It stayed pretty much the same. That's right.
2: And we could we could hear rumbling in the sky, but we really couldn't see a lot of lightning or anything yeah. like that. So yeah, we, we came out of there thinking, you know, what what was the big fuss? <laughs> didn't seem that bad to us. And, and so everyone managed <laughs> to
1: get off again, and we're like, go no, go go! And they sprinted off. Um. And then there was another one around from about 8 to 8.45 where they closed the course again, similar thing. Yeah. And the thing is with the lightning protocol is they have to close the course until there's been 30 minutes without a lightning strike on the course. And they were looking and there were lots of lightning strikes on the course. Some, uh, the race director was even telling us that some people who had been stuck out there could feel the lightning whizzing, sort of yeah. whizzing over whizzing. their heads. Yeah. So um, as much of it's, as much as it is, a pain and shit to have to get stopped um there are reasons and and I guess um you know if something happened to somebody the race director has a lot of responsibility there to on them mm. um and you know especially in this day and age um they've got to make sure that um everyone is safe and it's not just from a you know, litigious just right. point of view, but in general, because they care, but yeah. that is also part of it too, no doubt. So, yeah, so then we started, so we were meant to start at nine, but we started at nine because they'd held people, they extended the cutoffs a bit. Obviously, the cutoffs, they didn't extend it as much as they held people, but it's because, you know, this is all volunteers aren't there doing the sweeping, manning the aid stations. They can't keep them up all bloody night. Yeah, especially,
2: especially when... Um,
1: up they again have, in they the next have to start again
2: at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. so So, um, so there's just as much safety for them as mm. as it is for the runners.
1: But but I'm meaning also with 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 extending the cutoff one, yeah. they didn't quite so much because yeah. you know there's other people, humans, out yeah. there? You know, staying up. You know, so we set off at nine thirty. Our bedtime reminders already gone off.
2: As we were getting our yeah, packs ready. And I'm like, oh, I should
1: be going to bed, not getting ready for a run. Yes. But um, mind you, there was a precious little running because you yeah, basically it's... start, you start that section. So there we were all ready to go. And the first thing we do is cross a river.
2: Yeah, cross the river, get your feet <laughs> nice and wet. It was about about knee deep. So, yeah. um, yeah, you, you get your legs and feet nice and wet. And then you start climbing, and and it's about um, it was about six hundred meters of climbing in the first four kilometers. Mm, yep. So, and and
1: that was you know you climb whatever that it's an old four wheel drive track. Yeah. It's, it's nothing special, but it, it's steep going. But then you get onto this little single track, which is quite nice. Yeah. We call it Blackberry Hill. Um, <laughs> and, and um, but golly, that gets steep in some it spots. Does. It
2: gets steep, and it's very narrow because there's blackberries. You know, growing in on it. A wall of blackberries. So you you can't you can't um you know move off the path at all. It's yeah you know you you're really crowded in by blackberries.
1: Yeah, so we did that, and then you come out onto the road, and then you go sort of up towards Craig's hut, um, and um yeah, so and we meet all go to all the different aid stations, meet all the lovely people. You know, it was just it was really good. I was a little bit nervous about it because I've. Have take, had taken the week off running because I haven't been feeling good, as everybody knows, because I whinge every week about okay. it. Um, and, um, you know, and I've been having a lot of issues with my calf. And I think the issues with the calf and everything else, it's just become an accumulation and it just um, was playing on my mind so much. And, and I do believe, and it's a classic example of it, is, is whatever you're thinking about and stressing about, and oh my God, it's kind of what you create in your life as well. So the more I stressed about it, the worse it got, like yeah. literally. Um, and so I just went, no, nah, I'm just sleeping in every morning, well, to 6.30 because I still have to work. Um, I'm not running. And I just took, you know, four days. And um, and we went out. Right. I don't know my calf was good. I felt full of energy. I was able to run and and not feel like, because when I'd been running previously, like every 800 meters or kilometer, I needed to stop. and actually have a rest because I was so exhausted. Um and I didn't get that feeling at all. And we were out there for six hours. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, we were at Other five. than being
1: sleepy from being up yeah being up at some hidden I mean, night. Yes,
2: because we didn't start till nine, we finished at or nine thirty. We finished at two well, thirty. So um we were starting to get pretty tired and mm, yeah that's yes you do. Yeah.
1: But that's a different kind of tide to yeah, tired. It's a
2: sleepy tide, not a fatigue tired. Yeah.
1: So so um, yeah so it was um it was a nice night on the course after all that shit weather, and we were in singlet
2: shorts. Yeah, that's right. We, we all went, night, Friday. At all, it was yeah. it, it was quite humid actually. By mm. the time we started up the hill, so we were able to just stay in yeah singlet and shorts the, the whole way and be quite yep. comfortable.
1: And then, um, yeah, so then we we ended up catching up with one of the girls um, just before, just as she got off the summit. So yeah. yay, we didn't have to do the summit. Well, we
2: can see them coming down off the summit. So we. We hurried up to make sure that when we got, when they got to the bottom. And
1: when, of the summer, when Ron says we hurried up, I said, "Ron, run to the car park and make sure that we don't have to go and do the summit."
2: that I had to run up the hill to. So the car, Ron hurried to the car park just. So I hurried that, him so that we could catch her on the way down and ask her to make like well, to make sure that there was. Still yeah, no just a on check, hill.
1: but they had been the RDs had been trying to get to us on the um, walkie-talkie to let us know that we didn't have to do the summit. But when I'd um. Ron had spoken to them on the walkie-talkie at some point when I put it back. Oh, no, when we got no. my head torched. Yeah. And when I put the the radio back in the pack, I accidentally changed channels.
2: <laughs> so we weren't <laughs> receiving any, any kind of communication yeah. for the last hour and a half or so. Yeah, so um, whoops
1: a daisy but it doesn't matter. It all worked out okay. Yes. And so then we went back to our lodging, got to bed by three, you know, ready for a big sleep in. But, of course, you know, the sun starts coming in yeah. the windows and we wake at eight, so five hours sleep. Um, and then, so then we got up, had breakfast, sat around for a bit, and then we were back to King's Heart yeah. again.
2: So we, we went on a, on a very um, enjoyable slash maybe not so enjoyable ride back down to King's Hut. In the shout back.
1: out to Big Red, though. Yeah, shout out, out to Big Red.
2: Job. But it wasn't so much the driving. It was the fact that we were sitting in the back of a boot carrier, which if anyone's done that on a dirt windy dirt ride, you're sitting sideways. So you're not actually sitting front, you know, facing forward. You're sitting facing sideways. And that is a recipe for disaster. But uh, especially time, because
1: my tummy was dodgy the day before, yeah. anyway.
2: By the time we got to the bottom, we were, we were both fairly shaky. kneed.
1: and, um, and the seats themselves noisy. are what? Oh, three it's, centimeters three, thick.
2: Three centimeters of fun. Oh my wing, god, arse the ass is fine,
1: <laughs> bouncing up and down. It was like, oh my god, we were just like. Get us out of this goddamn truck.
2: Yeah, so it was about an hour and a half's drive back down to that. Because, because,
1: very long hour and a half.
2: Because one of the roads was closed, we had to go the long way, which meant we had to drive all the way down to the bottom of Mount Buller, and
1: then then
2: drive up to Mount Stirling, and then around to King Hart. So it was a a long, um, circuitous route. Yes. And, um,
1: fun times,
2: fun times, as always. Yeah, so by the time we were pretty thankful to get back down there, but the, the the actual the interesting and good part about the second day was that we started in the light.
1: Yeah, we started at 6 and it was so much yeah. nicer starting the yeah. light. The crew crossing felt colder.
2: Yes, the water felt colder. Strangely.
1: Yeah. Um but um it was just so nice to come up to Craig's hut and I check out on oh no, i will put a video i I'm going to put it in stories when we got up to Craig's hut but I will also put it as a reel hopefully yeah. on my um um what is it? Insta page. Yeah. And, and then I'll put it on Facebook too. Have a look. It's so beautiful. Don't listen to me. I'll try to eliminate my voice because I called it King's Heart because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, I mean, i just come from bloody King's Heart. Uh, I know it's great up, but I just love to call it King's Heart. Yeah. You know, um, but it was just so, and it was such a beautiful evening. Yeah, the was getting was... a bit frustrated with me, I think, because I kept stopping yeah. and taking photos and videos. No, and it's, it's like, you know, we're not racing. Sorry, bug flying in my face. We're not racing enjoy it yeah. you know um and and oh my god it was a beautiful sunset the reds and the pinks and the blues oh yeah,
2: it's so, just stunning. so as we' after we left King Hut and we were climbing Mount Sterling, we could see up to the side that it was the colors were really nice in the sky um but we weren't kind of seeing um looking towards the sunset we were kind of looking away from it but it was still really nice but then once we got up to Stirling. Mount Sterling and we could actually see Stirling. on the other side towards we the sunset, running to,
1: oh my god! It
2: was so bright, the colours were so vivid. It, it was just, um, you know, several times Magical. we just had to stop and have a look because we.
1: I would make him. I'd go, Ron, <laughs> stop, let's look. <laughs> we were running.
2: You know, if anyone knows the road from Sterling down to Haukwa Gap, it's a really rocky, technical four wheel drive, and um, you really have to pay attention to your foot. Um, placement. placement
1: oh god yeah so well, we how many times did I roll my ankles well, yeah well both ankles
2: she rolled one ankle and then almost you know two minutes later she rolled the other one and um, so then
1: I stopped to do it with my shoelaces yeah. because I figured maybe that was it because when I roll my ankle I actually end up with the top of my foot on the ground um, mm-hmm. but I kept tripping and I, yeah. I also think it was my legs were fatigued yeah right. they were because you know not only have I not run for four days that won't make me any weaker or less fit it's been that whole block of just yeah. feeling like a bag of shit.
2: So, also, the fatigue set in earlier. Um,
1: because
2: because of the late night the night before. So it, yeah. you know, we, were, we was what, three nearly three hours in, but the fatigue was starting to yeah. you know, to hit us earlier than it normally would. Yeah, yeah
1: it like did. That. Like you were by ten thirty we were getting those sleepy eyes. Yeah.
2: Um
1: yeah, which is um it is what it is you know i mean and and um anyway so then we kept going and and, and obviously on the second night we're case we're sweeping hikers not runners so they're not moving as fast as um the runners because they're not runners and also because they've got heavier packs on like way and um you know they're not wearing runners they're wearing hiking boots and and it's just a different yeah type of athlete they're still athletes because they're still covering the same terrain and doing the same bloody work
2: yeah you know um and just moving a bit slower just
1: moving a bit slower um but you know there was this one guy that you when we got to hike gap you told him he needed to hurry up yeah and by god we were pushing him we couldn't catch him
2: we we got into how well, we did but pretty much right long. on right on nine o'clock um and the cutoff was at nine o'clock and the Competitor was just leaving um, to to go on to Mount Buller. So I just said to him, you know, you're right on cutoff. You need to keep moving um, and just be mindful that, you know, if you stop too much, you'll miss the cutoff at the next spot. And he said, yeah, no worries. I, I, I plan to keep moving. And then, yeah. He we, pushed <laughs> it. He pushed it. <laughs> just disappeared. It.
1: And then we did catch him at one point and he saw our lights and, oh, God, he but pushed he it again. Yeah,
0: that's But that's right.
1: awesome. It just goes to show... Even when we think we're tired, we've still got that much more in us. Yeah. If Something gives us a little bit of a kick up yeah. the arse. It's it's still there. It's obviously there. We yeah. just need someone. But th- that's part of the human body preserving energy. It will only do what it needs to do to get you where you need to be. Yeah. But if um, it keeps that a little bit in reserve for that kick up the arse. Yeah. And and you know.
2: And th- and that was one of the things we'd spoken about you know, a, that's an important role for the sweep.
1: That's our job. Is
2: um, We're not there to sweep people off the course. No. We're there to sweep people Up along the course. The course. Yeah, along the course, yeah. You know, give give them that, you know, geez, the sweep's right behind me. I better get moving.
1: Because we want people to yeah. beat the cutoffs. We want them to finish. We're not there to go, sorry, you've missed the cutoff. Yeah. You know, we're going to drop you at the next aid station. That's why we wanted to really push. and Because the last athletes both nights had left about an hour and a half, yeah. two hours before us. Um, so we were always trying to push as hard as we could um, to make sure that we caught them because a it's it's nice like I think the girl on the first night was kind of like a little bit of company for a little bit, um, and um, those guys they they needed that push.
2: Yeah, they, they were really starting to. Oh, yeah, they were, I mean they they had been they had from that day they'd come through from um, Lovix, which was yeah. about you know thirty five ish k's. Um, so they they'd had a long day and they were really starting For to. For hikers, it was a yeah.
1: lot, and with those big packs, they were in big yeah. packs all. Oh. And I'm like, the one guy that we ended up with, something had happened to his head, original head torch, so he was on his backup head torch, which was pretty which crappy, was
2: bit, which I had, I wasn't even sure was on. Yeah. Was so, oh.
1: so. we were, you know, with him and and helping him head torch. Now, if we hung back and just went at our own cruisey pace, chatting whatever. We wouldn't be there to help him, so mm. so that's why we push a bit because we want to catch them be there and yeah. you know a bit of moral support. I, although I wonder, is it moral support when you know the sweeps are on your ass? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's what we did, and I think he appreciated the light because he was because of the no light, he was going off course sometimes when yeah. there weren't quite enough markings to like every you know step. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because basically he couldn't see where he was going, and that's so right. we were there to guide him and, and direct him. Um, Thank God, because yeah. God, he was going to go yeah, off at the mountain. Good
2: point when he, yeah, he was on the way up to the summit, and he missed missed the left hand turn where you. He was going to
1: go off over. And
2: he was yeah heading off off the mountain in the wrong direction. So.
1: You um, know, hopefully. and and that's what our job is: is to keep the competitors safe, and try to get them to finish because that's the ultimate goal.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, so, um,
2: so yeah, and then he finished well, you know, within half,
1: half yeah, 12 past 12. no, 11. 11, yeah, that's yeah, the one I was going
2: to say, 12, yeah. yeah, um, so he finished, yeah, within half, you know, yeah. half an hour before the cutoff. So, um, yeah, it was all
1: so then we had small. some cancer and a beer and, yeah, went to bed went by one o'clock,
2: yeah, Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, probably a bit earlier than one o'clock. No, it was one o'clock, I think. Mm. I
2: don't
1: know. Oh, yeah. We were so tired, can't yeah. freaking remember. Yeah. And then of course, work at 7.
2: Work at 7, yes, because that's what we do.
1: <laughs>
2: so, nice then at least we got an hour sleeping.
1: Yeah, so then um so then um we got up you know, had some coffee and went down to the uh square and Caught up with a heap of people. It was yeah. so good. It was beautiful weather and people everywhere. Yeah.
2: Lots of familiar people, like faces, oh, and saying it was hello to people. So
1: much fun. I mean, yeah. honestly, Oscars hut to hut, whatever. I never know what to call it. Has the best atmosphere. It, it really has a great atmosphere. Oh, and it just came up. I forgot to turn off my.
2: All, oh, all the people, you know, there was, you know, I guess a hundred people standing around the finish line, all cheering. Not only the because the ballot race was on, so mm. they were cheering those people on, but also the, the hikers, hikers was coming Three day hikers were coming in as well and getting an extra big cheer. Yeah,
1: and so, um, and it was great for me because I had quite a few com- uh, clients out there, athletes, competing, and you know we caught up with some of them at King's Heart, yeah. Yep, yeah. Lita and um, Liz, Liz and Bronwyn. Yes, yes, I was getting there. Yep. Um, and um, and then like we had coffee this morning with Mark and we saw Danielle yep. and we saw Lita come through as the finish. And I saw Emma in the pub and I was so <laughs> fast asleep in, on my feet that I didn't know who she was at first. <laughs>
2: and we saw a couple of um, uh, people from Perk.
1: Yes, Stuart. Stuart. Yeah, he did really well, did an hour better than his time yeah. previously. At the
2: Archie,
1: yeah. yeah. and which was fantastic. And then we just saw other people that we hadn't seen in years and, because, you know, with COVID and everything and yeah. anyway, uh, don't get me started. Um, you know, it's it was just great to see people everywhere and, and to see people hugging and acting like normal people.
0: Yeah.
1: It was really a nice change, quite yes. frankly. Um, And, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it great was. weekend. And then we headed off because it's been a long bloody weekend and we needed yeah. to get home and, yeah. And yes. then I fell asleep in the car while Ron drove again. <laughs> I'm yeah. so
2: shit. So, yeah, it was a, what, a three-hour drive home with a half-hour stop for lunch. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we stopped in Ye for lunch yeah.
1: and then came home, unpacked, or well, we went to the supermarket on the way home to buy yeah. food.
2: Because, unfortunately, the week starts again tomorrow. <sighs> yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, yes. yes. No, what we actually wanted to talk about, that was just a uh, catch-up, Yes. is about um an off-season.
2: Yes, um, Isabel and I have talked about this uh, previously. Um, when when you look at the uh, North American European running um, and specifically trail running um, scene, they have have an off season um, where generally trails are snowed over.
1: So they'll um, do it's, like ski mode, cross country skiing, yeah. or fat bike riding, and they'll do some running, but not yeah, much. But
2: not much. Yeah, they'll, they'll back right off and just basically maintain their fitness. And
1: there's no races. No. Basically. Yeah. Although, I, to be fair, when I was in Canada, I did do the frozen ass 50
2: Yeah,
1: in the snow. Hmm. Oh, so there is some races, there but is... they're more for fun. Yeah. Like they're not serious because legit, we were doing shots at every aid station. <laughs> yes. So that's not a serious race. Oh, not a
2: serious race. And you know that, and compare that to Australia, where because we don't have such
1: race all season, yeah, we don't, we
2: don't have such extreme seasons. Um, we do we race all year round, yeah, um, whether it's June or December or, or January. Um,
1: doesn't matter. In, in the actual fact, we race more over winter, but we still have races over yeah. summer, and it's just full on from two bays bang at the start of the year,
0: yeah, right, right until. Well, close to Cosy in December, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you can find a race. You can find 10 races every weekend. I mean, That's I right. remember, I remember back in the day when I got into trail running, there was three races and you did them. Yeah. You know, but, but I'm serious. There was not that much racing. You could do some road, there were lots of road races, but trail races, there weren't many.
0: Yeah.
1: And as shitty and it, as it was because you wanted more choice, it was actually really good. It stopped you from over racing, mm-hmm. and it made you have an off season.
2: Yeah. So basically, the the inclination is to just train 12, twelve months a year, yeah. all year round. Yeah. So that you can keep you know keep yourself ready for the next race, and you know with with Isabel's health issues recently, or not so so much health issues, but um, what would you call the Training, you know.
1: Well, it is healthy.
2: Yeah.
1: Did. I don't know what to call it because it was a, I don't know what yeah. to
2: call it. Because but, I'm healthy, yeah. it was a
1: systemic collapse. I yes. don't know.
2: You know, and, and that's, you know, what we've spoken about we, especially with we COVID, it's,
1: we've it's, raced, yeah. we ran
2: constantly. It's partly down to the fact that certainly in the last three years that I've known her, she hasn't had
1: a really break. a week off. Oh, rubbish. I have so. After both those, the FKT.
2: Well, okay, you had one week off. No,
1: right. no, no. But one a, one. anyway,
2: but when you look at like the, the peak athletes, you know, the Killians, the Walmsleys, those guys, they'll take a month off. Yeah. Not not completely. And, and I
1: used to do a that. Yeah. Like after 100Ks, I would take a month off of, first of all, a week no training. The second week or no running, yeah. I'd do some walks. Second week, no, I'd probably go two weeks, and this was a hundred k. Yeah, two weeks of no running, and then um, two weeks of just around, yeah. you know. And I might have done some spin and all that sort of stuff before, it. but then two or more weeks of unstructured training. But the the more I've gotten into longer distances, you kind of think I'm so robust, I can keep doing this, and I and it becomes. A point where a coach would need to cope probably, (laughs) Um, you know, because you just kind of think you're invincible and that you can keep going and keep going and keep going. And I had two surgeries last year. You may not know this. Um, I had the one in December, but I had one earlier in the year as well. And I had a lot of racing and a lot of um, travel. We travelled to America, which was incredibly stressful. As much as it was brilliant, it was incredibly stressful. And I also had to say goodbye to my daughter you know, that i she's never coming back to Australia. And it's like um it it was a
0: yeah
1: tough year all right. Not tough in a bad way, but a lot, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And um and then two surgeries on top of that, my body had a lot yeah. to deal with. And so is it any wonder that I fell apart?
2: Yeah. That's right. And uh, the, there's an overwhelming feeling of oh, like, but if I don't run for a month, I'm going to lose so much fitness. You don't. But 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 uh, you know when you're having a you know a, a mid or an end of season break, you're not doing nothing. No, you, know? that's you, not. you do a bit of cross training, you do stretching, you you know maybe go to the gym, you do a short run here, and, and you don't
1: get crazy. You don't go right. That's it. KFC every yes. day for the yes. next four weeks. You're not yes. Scott Beams. You can't get away with it. <laughs> that's right. Only he can. Only he can. Um, and and to be honest, they euros more than the North Americans have a longer than a, a month off season, but they still train hard, but it's the low impact and it's a change. Like mm-hmm. when they do schema and that sort of stuff, yeah. it's still hard work um, cardiovascularly, but they're not, it's, it's less stressful because it's a, a less impact on the body, but it's a completely different focus. Like it's just. It changes as good as a holiday kind of yeah. thing. It's it's something different. Like the constant focus of, and stress of running and doing this and, you know, yeah. it's, and um yeah, and, and I think what certainly for me, and I'm sure many of you listening will feel the same, what has led me to not taking the breaks is all through COVID. With no racing, you just kept running, 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 running. Because like I said, after every race, I used to take a month off. After every big race, not every race. um, and with COVID, there were no races.
2: And and also with COVID, there was literally nothing else to there do. There was
1: nothing else to do. Yeah. Especially I'm sure some of you are the same, but for me, I had I couldn't work. Ron was going off to work every day. I was sitting at home in a two bedroom apartment um with my daughter who was not in the happiest of moods and you know. Um and the only thing I had to do was run. Yeah. And so, and then it becomes a habit, you know, after two and a bit years, yeah. that becomes a habit and a, a bad habit, um which I clearly need to break, and which I think you know that those few days off, I know it was yeah. only four days and and i'm I'm not running tomorrow um and i'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week, probably yeah. not a lot, but a little bit
2: but even the this the difference like we ran last weekend yeah. and it was tough, Ooh. you know. By the time we finished, we were so happy to be finished, and we
1: pulled the pin early.
2: We we did pull the pin early. Um, Admittedly,
1: it was bloody hot.
2: Yes, it, it, it was.
1: But um, I, I've, I've, it was regardless of the heat. Yeah. I
2: felt. But then, it, it, just as simple as having you know four days of no running whatsoever this week, this weekend felt completely much better, yeah. different. Well, you
1: didn't have four days off. Well,
2: no, I didn't. But, um,
1: but I was much better, yeah, wasn't? Yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. You said yes, I could, you could tell.
2: absolutely there was there was um more pep in the, more pep in the step the spirits were higher you know more positive you know yes. if nothing else it was just yeah. a, a much more positive experience yeah. so
1: yeah so don't be afraid to take some time off is what we're getting yes. at and after your big races or big whatever take some time off
2: you won't you know you won't put on 10 kilos well obviously you need to eat but if if you eat sensibly you i mean won't that put is
1: always a concern for me i am concerned about, you know, wanting to because I can eat for Australia, quite yes. frankly. And um and that's a hard habit to get yeah. out of when you're not training. So you have to be you do have to be a little a little bit cognizant of the fact that yes, you're not training. So you do need to reduce it. Not straight away, straight away after race, definitely not, because your body needs that energy, but then maybe a week or so after you need to go, okay, I can stop stuffing my face yeah. now. You know? and, and we're
2: talking about eating sensibly, not not eating.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. You still got to eat. I'm just meaning you don't need to eat all the food. Yeah. You just need to eat what you need as a human yeah. being. I am totally against under-eating. Um, I've had red S and it was not pretty and it wasn't good for me. And, um, you know, you need to eat well, especially women, but um, men too because men can get red S. And and in fact, it's it's almost worse for them because you don't get the same signs with a woman when she's getting into energy deficiency, she her period will stop, yeah. whereas a man doesn't get that sign. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, men probably need to be even more careful. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we're not saying don't eat. Just you don't need to eat for Australia. Yeah. Or whatever country yeah. you're from, <laughs> um, because I did notice. Um, lots of countries are getting on board so it's brilliant Hmm. um but um in regards to the time off it's it's good for you not just physically but mentally because of course with this um me running like crap and feeling like crap just the stress of going i'm not running or the, the lack of stress you know the stress release saying i'm not running this is it i'm just having time off it was like oh it was like no i'm not and it was so good it really is beneficial mentally as well as physically. And I think an important part of your training, quite yeah. frankly, it is training too.
2: It is. Because, you know, if you're if you're not training well and everything hurts and it's a struggle, but you just keep persisting and it stays like that for months yeah, on it Um, you know, ten times better to take a week off, take two weeks off and then come back fresh, mm-hmm. your training will you know, benefit immensely. Immensely. Yeah. And
1: and you may think, Oh my god, I can't take that time off. But actually, it's better for you to take that yep. time off.
0: Yeah.
1: And and I do think having some sort of off season um doing a different sport is really beneficial. But as we said, it's it's hard in Australia because there are constant races and you could race do a big race every three months if you want. I mean, you could do it every weekend, but every three months and three months is not enough between races, no, not, not if, a races.
2: Not if you want to get the best out of this. No.
1: Not if you want to really achieve what you are physically capable of. And I also have the belief that you can only go to the well so many times um, because it's, it's so draining to push your body to the point where you are in agony and then to just go, oh, well, that's over. I'll do it again in six weeks. I mean... <clears throat> Mentally, you can't keep doing that to yourself. You will end up in a really bad place if you keep doing that to yourself. There is only so many times you can go to the well. The well is limited. And if anything, I think the break is best for for your mental capacity and to build that strength up again to be able to push your body. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Yeah. So there you have it. That's our little chat on that, on the off-season, but also on Oscars.
2: Oscars have to have, yeah. Great, great event! A great event, you know. Well, if anyone's you know thinking of doing it, then strongly suggest you go, you know, give it a try. Whether it's the the ten k, the fifty k, or the hundred k, um, they're all you know really well supported by the by the race organizers. Um, the smiles on the people's faces coming in today was just uh,
1: everyone was so happy, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. And and it was funny. I was talking to to. Stuart, and he was saying, you know, because, um, you know, I was saying how positive I was feeling. He was like, you can't come to this place and not come away feeling better. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just another competitor saying that, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's so true. You, you come away from it feeling better, feeling better about the world, you know. Um, <clears throat> it's not such a depressing place all the time. Yeah. And um, a great event. And the
2: volunteers, all uh, of,
1: I mean, we were the the volunteers most, too, but
2: yeah. I'm talking about all the other volunteers at the aid station. Yeah, you we, we, we did, um, but, you know, happily and kind of frustratingly, we, we spent a lot of time down at King's Hut weekend. <laughs> yes. And the volunteers there, whether it was Kate, who was the head volunteer, um, what what Oscars do is they actually have four-wheel drive clubs that mm. come and help out at those those major aid stations. And they are the nicest, most helpful. They can't do enough. So much fun to be around and to talk to.
1: Cooking delicious food to everyone. Shout
2: out to the Yarra Valley Four-Wheel Drive Club. Um, They put in so much work. Oh, my God. They were making pizzas. Pizzas
1: They had special created metal boxes to go on the fire. And they got all their, you know, condiments for the pizzas, all the different, you know, meats and cheeses and I think they had all options for all kind of diets, you know. Yeah. And it was just, and then they had burgers, and they had veggie burgers, and they yeah. had sausages, and they had.
2: Yeah. So. You know,
1: it was great, veggies, and they even provided sausages. showers.
2: Yes. Yes. Between
1: six and seven, between they between six and
2: seven they had a shower. Yes.
1: And if people were having trouble putting up their tent, they helped them with that.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. So the volunteers at at um hut to hut are second just to none. Second to none, amazing. They they go yeah. out of their way to help. Yeah. Um, and and that's you know whether that's at the major aid stations or, or even you know the guys sitting on top of Mount Sterling in the in the howling winds, you know, um, always there with a smile and to you know to get you on your way. Uh, just yeah, it's just amazing.
1: No, no a great event, um, and you know showcases a spectacular part of the Victorian yeah. High Country, um, and we didn't even get to see the really cool parts, no. but. Um, it was. But
2: we've incredible. vowed we we've spoken about it and we've vowed that we're actually going to you know take a trip up there.
1: We're going the March long weekend. Yeah. We're going to go up and we're going to do a big round the Saturday and on the Sunday go do cross all and yeah. all that
2: sort of stuff because yeah.
1: I've never seen it. I've it, never. Been as
2: well as never seen it, and it's been several years since I've been across there and and everyone you know no matter who we spoke to was just raving
1: about but, it. Even yeah. if they got a bit a little bit scared by it, they still raved yeah. about
2: it. So. Yeah. So
1: that's our. Labor Day weekend, yes. sorted. Yeah. um And, um yeah, so, yeah, a great event to support. Even, like, like we say, when you're having an off-season or, you know, not racing so much, even if you can't do the 10K. Even
2: if you went up and volunteered. Yes. You know,
1: that's... Do you know what? It was, we were volunteering. It's awesome just to be yeah. a part of the that event. Is.
2: yeah.
1: You know, and, um yeah, so you're right, mm-hmm. volunteer. In your off-season, volunteer. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing I used to do. um. In my off seasons or when I was injured.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you know, there's always something in the trialing season. Off season yeah. does not mean you can't see any of your friends, you can't do yeah. anything, you you know, you just go to the gym and blah blah, blah whatever. Yeah. You still can be a part of law, it's just look at it a little differently.
2: That's right.
1: Mm. All righty, so that was that podcast, episode 192.
2: Yes, our our, our wines run out, so yeah, we've we got to finish
1: that. at yeah, this. <laughs> because we've also pushed the table up against the door, so I can't even pretend to wander off to something and get a wine because I can't fit. Yeah. Um, so episode 192, we're closing in on 200, and nobody, nobody has messaged me to give me any ideas of what we should talk about on episode 200. So this is your chance. Yes. Give me some ideas of what you would like to hear about, what you would like to, us to chat about. Um, whether you would like a specific guest that I could try to get on. If you want me to get top-notch guests, please, can you review the podcast? That really, really helps because then they say that the podcast is well yes. Um, So that's why it's helpful. But, yes, please DM me, email me, tell me when you see me your ideas for the episode 200 because, you know, quite frankly, it's a milestone and I'm pretty proud of myself for having done this many episodes um, because it's a lot of work, a lot of effort, and and we're always proud when we, when we do hard work. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and I wanted to say thank you also to Health and High Performance, and please do go and see um, Luke when you are having any issues, and he will help get you back running. Also, peak chocolate. Go to bigtoccalate.com.au and get 15% off at checkout with the code Isabel Ross, Isabel well with an O. Um, That's a great discount.
2: Something I always want to say is Isabel with an O, the O is towards the end. It's not I O S Osabel.
1: Why would anyone think that's what I meant? Because
2: you always say Isabel with an O. Yeah, but surely
1: that makes sense, doesn't it?
2: Not in my mind.
1: Really? Oh, do you think I'm meaning like Isabel, meaning O-S-A-B-E-L?
2: Yeah.
1: No, um like I, Laz calls me Isobel.
2: Yeah. I S O B E L.
1: The Scottish way. I thought everyone understood what I
2: meant. Just my mind what the way my mind
1: works. Okay, whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: DM me if you think the way what, what Ron's been saying, like have I had it wrong this whole time? Well, I don't I, know.
2: I, is is a ball.
1: Surely people aren't that stupid.
2: <laughs> well I clearly am. <laughs>
1: Oh dear! All right, that's the <laughs> wine talking. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go to Peak Chocolate, get some chocolate. You won't regret it. In fact, you'll probably thank me. Um, anything else we need to say? No, I no. It. I have got my Mastering Your Menstrual Cycle workshop on Wednesday night, so I'll try to put this on Tuesday. So please do make sure you register, and then um late march i have got another polls clinic and i'll be doing your um the mental toughness workshop online this time i've previously done it twice live but this time online just so that more people can get access to it because it's not always convenient live, depending on the location so um go to the website it's all open there on the shop um and purchase tickets to either of those two and i can't wait to see you I love to meet listeners, and that's it for today. Yeah. Anything else?
2: No, that's it. That's good. Thanks All right.
1: Thank you for joining us, and catch you next week.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.